Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. What is going on? Welcome back to another edition of the DFS OGs podcast right here on rotogrinders.com presented by our friends over at BetMGM. Make sure you head over there if you have not taken advantage already. Promo code GRINDERS, that's going to get you a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Limited time offer, so make sure you guys are taking advantage of that. We're running out of weeks here uh, for the NFL Week 11 on tap joined as always by my boys chop no no chop let's start with you and i I gotta call you out here green bay dallas i thought for sure dallas is gonna go in and win what do my packers do they they come from behind i believe i saw this stat the first time the cowboys in their illustrious history have ever lost the game when they were up 14 either in the second half or the fourth quarter like 195 and oh Green Bay behind three touchdowns from Christian. Watson finally shows up, gets a W. Chop, feeling pretty good over here, buddy. Green Bay over the Cowboys. How we doing? You're feeling pretty good about that four and six. I get it. I get it, man. They're still in the mix at four and six. Still in the mix. In the NFC. I mean, it was a rough loss for Dallas. I'll say this. I wasn't gonna, I wasn't even gonna say anything until you until you brought this whole subject. I wasn't even, I didn't even. I moved on once the game was I, over. I had I to jab you a little. There's not I know you got to jab me, so now, now I got to jab yeah. back. Come on okay. with that. All right, come on. That last drive in overtime, that first drive in over Dallas would have iced it. Are you kidding me with those two penalties? A holding call when we're – I mean, that was – and then the non-call on the pass interference? Come on, give me – it was pretty clear. Pretty clear the NFL had it out for the Cowboys that day. All right, you want to you want to go to excuses land? I, that's that's fine. Whatever whatever it takes. But the W's in the books. That's what I'm. I'm not going to argue with those. Hey, when you're on the right side of those calls, you're like, well, damn. I, I, I was, I'll take that. My original thought, what I was going to say was, hindsight is twenty twenty. But when you when when a team hits absolute rock bottom, they've got nowhere to go but up. And we should have saw that with Green Bay. Like you don't lose to Detroit like that. Aaron Rodgers rock bottom game maybe of his whole career we kind of maybe should have saw some writing on the wall he can't get he can't get worse than that and they were much better that game so uh, but that's been the whole season can't quite read the the cues before they come for me this whole season so well that's good news for us because we definitely hit rock bottom last week (laughs) on the fix so nowhere to go but up it's been a great run a great season these weeks are going to happen so 
a tough week, rock bottom for sure. But week 11, uh, new possibilities, uh, a chance to get those records back on track. Noto, how are you? How was week 10? Any thoughts on this Cowboys-Packers uh, little rivalry here? Yeah, that was a good game. Uh, much, uh, much surprised uh, to see the outcome of that one. But uh, I can't remember if we talked about this on the show, but all three of us said play Christian Watson in your DFS lineups, right? Or was that uh, was that off behind the scenes? Uh, I don't, I don't. We, I suppose we could take a little credit for. That. I mean, it wasn't me. I know. I guarantee you, it wasn't me. I because I'm sitting there on Sunday, just like, oh my God, he, he just this guy. He needed this guy to win the tournaments, and yeah, I had no, I had no. I had no clue that was coming, so I know it wasn't me. So that wasn't us? Oh, darn. Well, well, <laughs> I mean, are you just, no, no tourists. Are you, what are you on here, man? No one was on so many shows. He gets right. them all uh, confused. Nobody's uh, going to go back and listen to the tapes. We can just uh, say. Oh, yeah, we, yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah, we gave out Watson. How come you guys didn't play Watson? That's crazy. And the run back with CD. It's so obvious. Come on, guys. It, it was a rock bottom. We, we did get some things right, but. Uh, yeah, Christian Watson. Uh, we'll see if he can keep it going here. And uh, Thursday night, we'll start there. Our first game uh, on the docket, uh, Tennessee and the Green Bay Packers uh, in Thursday night football here. Uh, latest spread, we'll use BetMGM's Lions here as they are the sponsor of the show. we got Green Bay minus three. That's up from the open of one and a half. Total in this one sitting at a low 41. So, Noto, we'll stay with you. Green Bay gets that win. Uh, we hate the term must win, but... You know, you go to three and seven, sure, you're probably still somewhat alive in the NFC. Now, four and six, you're, you're kind of on the graphic, at least. Tennessee on a nice roll here, six and three. The issue, Green Bay cannot stop the run. We know what Tennessee wants to do. They're going to hand the ball to Derrick Henry 30, 35 times potentially in this game. Can Green Bay stop them? Can they attack the weakness of this Tennessee team, which is the secondary, specifically the deep ball? So, is Christian Watson for real? We're going to find out real quick here. So a, a battle of, of weaknesses here, Tennessee's deep ball, Green Bay's run D, what prevails here Thursday night, Noto? Yeah, this is, a, this is a tough one. You know, Green Bay feels a little overvalued in the market right now. If uh, this spread was set, you know, a week ago, certainly wouldn't be three points, I don't think. And then the Titans, I mean, coming off of a, a big win where Derrick Henry didn't really do much. Uh, I was really surprised to see, you know, the passing attack get going a little bit in that one. The defense played well against the Broncos. But I mean, you give life to Aaron Rodgers. I just think I have to go with the home team in this one. Lambeau's a tough place to play. Going to be tough stopping Derrick Henry, but give me the Packers in this one. I'm locking my boys in here. I, I'm, I'm feeling good. Maybe I'm riding high off of last week, but you got to think they make a concerted effort to, to stop this guy. Make the Ryan Tannehill beat you throwing to Robert Woods. And, you know, I know Traylon Burks is back. Austin Hooper, whoever else they're going to roll out there. Just stack the box. Let's take Ryan Tannehill beat you. But the ability to attack this, this defense, the secondary, the deep ball, I think is going to be in play here. So I'm going best bet, number one, Green Bay, minus the three. Chop, what do you got here Thursday night, Titans, Packers? Yeah, I don't really – I don't know about this game. So I don't have a definitive pick. Like on one side, the way you can beat the Packers defense is on the running game. And, and Derrick Henry, there's probably no better – pure running threat out there than Derrick Henry to just pound you 30 times. And on the flip side, what is – I mean, Tennessee has no passing game. I just can't believe how bad they are in the air. So I don't I don't trust them, and I don't know. I just don't have a lean on this game at all. I'm going to pass on it. 
All right, let's go to Sunday. First game up, we have Carolina and Baltimore. Big spread here opened at 13. That's come down to 12 here at BetMGM. Uh, it's come down as low as 10 and a half in some other spots. Uh, total at 41 and a half here, Chop. So a lot of points. Uh, Carolina looks like Baker Mayfield back under center. I don't know if that's good or bad uh, with what we've seen from P.J. Walker here. Uh, Baltimore, uh, we'll see if Mark Andrews back in that lineup, expected to be back here. So. A big spread here at Shop. You back in the Ravens here? Are we taking the points of Carolina? I'm back in the Ravens. I'm going to lock the Ravens in here. Uh, I've seen enough now of Baker Mayfield to know just how bad he is. And so I think we're going to go right back to that same early season Panthers that were just terrible on offense. At least Walker provided some kind of a spark. Ravens probably got to be as healthy right now as they've been in a while. They're going to get Mark Andrews back here. and. And uh, Lamar's going to be able to – like he's probably feeling pretty good after a little week off. So, yeah, I think the Ravens are going to run wild on them. All right, best bet number one, Chop going with the Baltimore Ravens. No, no, I, th I saw a nod over there. Are you with Chop here on the Ravens, or are you taking the points to Carolina? Yeah, as soon as we saw, you know, Baker Mayfield get named the starter, got to go with the Ravens in this one. Uh, Baker's just been so bad. Um, P.J. Walker at least gives him a fighting chance. So, I'm with them. Looks like Gus Edwards is going to be back as well. I think that's a positive. Um, yeah, just a home team coming off the bye. Uh, I think the Ravens are due for one of those games where they just, you know, smash one of these weak opponents. Is that a best bet? That is a best bet. Best bet number one. Chop and Noto, Baltimore Ravens. Next game, Cleveland and Buffalo. Now, the story here, guys, I, I just kind of heard this before we started recording. They're expecting four to six feet, not inches, feet of snow in Buffalo. So this game, it turns out, could be moved to Detroit uh, with, with Detroit on the road here. Buffalo lined up for a Thanksgiving game in Detroit uh, the following week. So uh, we'll have to keep an eye on that. But four, four, I mean, four to six feet of snow. No, no, no. You deal with a lot of snow out there uh, in Utah. And I, in the Midwest, sure, we may get a foot, two. I've never heard of and never seen four to six feet of snow. Can, can you attest to this, what this would look like? Yeah, I mean, I want to say when I was little, you know, uh, your your uh, your memories tend to get exaggerated as you get older. So maybe once or twice uh, when I was little, but yeah, uh, four to six feet, that's just wild. So that definitely would change my thoughts on the game if this is in uh, Detroit, because I think, you know, Buffalo would just run away with it um, indoors against Cleveland. So uh, and if it's in the snow, you got to think, you know, Nick Chubb's going to be able to keep it on the ground, have some success there. So. I don't have a strong take yet, and I probably wouldn't put any money on it until we know what's going to happen in, in this game. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm with you. I, I don't know that I can make a strong take here on this game. If it's in the snow, you know, Josh Allen feels like he'll be able to kind of run wild on the ground. You're right about Nick Chubb. What, what does the passing game look like? Is it still snowing? Is it windy? So just a lot of question marks here. So I'm going to back off of this one. Let's get you the latest numbers. So Buffalo opened at six. Uh, it is up to eight here at BetMGM, the total uh, 41 and a half. So, chop a lot of question marks here. I mean, a ton of snow coming. Could be in Buffalo. Could be Detroit. We have no idea. Any thoughts here uh, before we move on? I got two, two, two trains of thought here. Number one, can't make a real pick on this because I don't know where it is. If it's in the snow, like you said, it favors Cleveland. It stifles that Buffalo like, wide open offense that, that makes them very good. And if you move it indoors and yeah, it, then it's going to favor Buffalo. So can't make a pick, not knowing all that. 
I just have one little rant I'd like to get out of the way real quick. Yeah, just watch, man. just watching that game last week, Buffalo. Uh, I said going into the game, I was thinking in my head, okay, let Josh Allen heal up, man. You you don't win a Super Bowl this year. It's Super Bowl or bust. You can't just get back in the playoffs, win a couple games, and oh, okay, it was a, a successful year. No, you have to win a Super Bowl if you're Buffalo. That's your that's your standard right now. You're not going to even come close to that without a healthy Josh Allen. So I was thinking, got the got the elbow injury. Let the guy sit for a couple weeks. Just let him rest up. There's, there's no harm in that. You're going to make the playoffs. You're going to be a lot better off. You're, you got a, more of a chance to, to meet your goal with a healthy Josh Allen, even if you have to go on the road for three playoff games, as opposed to having home field advantage through everything, but having Case Keenum back there. No, you're, you're, not winning the, you're not winning the AFC with Case Keenum. I don't care where you play. Why they ran Josh Allen out there when he's clearly – he was clearly affected by that elbow. I mean, you could see – I thought he was done for the year when he jabbed at the interception. Oh, yeah. Yep. I thought yeah. he was done, man. I thought, oh, shit, that's it. And I just traded for the guy in season long, too, because the other guy got nervous. I'm really – so I'm like, just rest him. Why you don't rest him? Let the guy get healthy. I have no idea. You ran him out there, and you still lost the game anyway. I'm not being results-oriented. I thought you should rest him before that even happened, but now you ran him out there, and you still lost, so – Get the guy healthy, man. Let him take a couple weeks off. You're you're in fine position. You're gonna win your division. Give me that. Come on, guys. I mean, a couple thoughts here. The, the division. I mean, Miami looks looks legit. You know, they they may make a run. The Jets. I, I don't see them hanging around here. But Buffalo has shown they don't necessarily need home field advantage. Yeah, it's nice. You want it. They have shown they can go on the road and win anywhere. And Kansas City, we know, is the biggest test. They've gone there and won two of the last three times. I know the last one they lost was the playoff game, but of course, you want the home field advantage. I don't think it's a necessity. So uh, I kind of agree with you there. What a game th- that was. I mean, back and forth, that catch by Justin Jefferson was, was absolutely incredible. All the arguments, is this the best catch ever? The Odell catch. That thing on fourth down, I mean, he doesn't bring that in. The game's over. It's as simple as that. So, uh, Dodo, any thoughts on the, the Bills, Josh Allen, that game, the catch, uh, any of that stuff from last week? It's an incredible game. Yeah, got to be uh, the best catch of the year for sure, especially when you consider, you know, the circumstance of the game. And, uh, man, the Vikings, they must have a golden horseshoe stuck somewhere up there. Um, as far as the Josh Allen thing, I think the Bills just need to save him from himself. You know, he was in the coach's ears, wanting to play. He's one of those guys that's going to, you know, do everything he can to be on the field. So I agree with Chop. They should have sat him, but uh, I think it's more Allen, you know, trying to get his way in there than the coaches really wanting to, to push the injury. Yeah, and now you have like if they do play in the snow, like you know, there there's some risk to that. And then you have a short week with Thanksgiving coming up, so a, a lot of questions here uh, with this Buffalo team. So, but Buffalo, if you got four to six inches snow, feet of snow coming, good luck. That that, that is crazy. Hopefully that passes right by me and can stay up there uh, in the in the Northeast. All right, we got Eagles. Colts up next. Uh, Eagles no longer uh, undefeated. Shocked at home by Washington here on Monday Night Football. We'll see if they can bounce back. This thing opened Philly minus 10. It's come all the way down to Philly minus six and a half. Uh, pretty much everywhere total at 44. So, Noto, we'll stay with you here. Philly finally looks vulnerable. You got to give it up to Washington. Goes in, gets it done. Colts side. Everybody laughed about Jeff Saturday. He goes to Vegas. 
I did try to warn you guys. So I, I'm gonna. You guys are all about Vegas and it, with the whole Jeff Saturday situation. And I didn't bet Indy. I'm not I'm not trying to toot my own horn here. But how bad is Vegas? Is the main question here. But they did get Jonathan Taylor going. The weakness of this Philadelphia team is against the run, Noto. So does that game plan work? Was it just a kind of a one game? Okay, Jeff Saturday, somebody new. Now Philly gets back on track and blitzes them here. Under a touchdown, what are you doing, Eagles and Colts? Yeah, well, to be fair, we were under the assumption that Sam Ellinger was going to be the quarterback, and so was everyone else uh, in the pregame warm-ups. All of a sudden, you know, Matt Ryan's out there. But uh, I'll take the loss on that one. And, uh, yeah, Jeff Saturday, if he's going to get it done, you know, I'll dust off my resume. I'm coaching my little son's basketball team, so might as well get in the NBA coaching ring here soon. The Nats uh, could use somebody. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm available, uh, Brooklyn, if you're listening. Uh, as far as the Eagles go, I mean, man, everything went wrong for them in that game. All three of their turnovers you know, before the last one uh, on the last play were, you know, very, very, very unlucky. Uh, the one was in A.J. Brown's hands, got intercepted. Then the, the missed face pass call on Dallas Goddard when he got hurt uh, and fumbled. And then, you know, obviously at the Quez Watkins bomb, he looked like he was going to get up and score and then he got tackled from behind. So, I'm not worried about Philly in the slightest. I think they're going to, you know, bounce back in a big way. I'm worried about the Goddard injury, but I think uh, I, I think the flash in the pan of, of Saturday is just, just not going to last. On this show, it's Dallas Godare. Oh, yeah, that's right. You, you, you got to get that name right. But French. Uh, yeah, he was uh, placed on IR, so he'll be out four weeks. A.J. Brown, uh, questionable, so – Chop, we saw this team you know, look a little vulnerable. Injuries uh, piling up here. The Colts feeling good about themselves. Uh, stud running back against a shaky Rundy for an 8-1 team. Can the Colts do it again or does Philly get back on track here? Uh, I'm going to – I don't have a lean on this game, so I'm not going to. But I'll say this, uh, that uh, they, they won't – miss Godare very much at all. You know who they they miss is Jordan Davis. Their pick stud rookie out of Georgia. He was the guy that was up for like, could have been a Heisman finalist last year. He was that good on deep, that dominating as an interior defensive lineman. And when he went out and he's, he should come back in a few weeks, but not anytime soon. These guys are getting run on. So what do we, what do we got now? Oh, we got Jonathan Taylor coming, and Taylor looked really good last week. Now, I don't know if it was Jeff Saturday tweaking some things in the offensive line or what happened, but he looked a lot more like the old Jonathan Taylor. So this is going to be a real battle right here as to, you know, can the Eagles, like, throw some spackle on that uh, on that gap right there in the middle and, and try to get through this game, or is Jonathan Taylor going to crush him up the middle running the ball? So I'm very interested, but I have to abstain from a pick because, I mean – who knows, man? I want to say Philly, big bounce back spot, but can't do it in the, on the road against the Colts. Right. I, I'm kind of want to say Colts, but I feel like we missed the boat already. I mean, if you had if you had Indy my, or plus ten, to me that's a no brainer. You know, now that it's under a touchdown, it it makes it a little bit more challenging to go on the the Indy side of things. So uh, I'm going to be with you guys. I'm just going to stay away from this one. I do think Philly bounces back. Feels like the Colts are riding a little bit high on that one. Uh, but we'll see. I'm, I'm going to avoid that one as well. Next up, Washington and Houston opened up Washington minus two and a half. That's climbed to three total at 40 and a half. So, Chop, we'll stay with you. Uh, the question here, OK, you're, you're the coach of Washington. 
Is it Taylor Heineke? Is it Carson Wentz? I don't know that that decision is coming this week, but it's coming around the corner. A chop, who's the quarterback here? And then get into this game. Houston continues to struggle against the run. You know, do we do we look to Robinson, Antonio Gibson in this one? McLaurin playing well with Heineke, but who's that starting quarterback, Chop? Heineke or Wentz? Are we even debating this? Like, That's what I said. Uh, how do you not no have way. Heineke? Yeah, you, there is no way you can go back to Carson Wentz right now at this good. point. Like it's a done deal. You've seen all you need to see right here. He's terrible. He's been terrible for years. You can't, and then you got this other guy who comes in and he actually gives him a spark. He's actually, and it's not the first time he did it last year, too. I'm not saying he's a world beater at quarterback, but he's a lot better than what Wentz is giving you. This isn't a no brainer. You don't go back to Carson Wentz, or else you just deserve to get fired as a coach, man. That's it. Like, you just don't deserve your I mean, job. You so, you probably lose the team as well. I mean, they're, they're yeah. feeling good, they're playing well, they're back to five and five, man. This team this sucks, and they're five and five. Exactly. Like, yeah, I give him some credit there. He can't go back to win. So, uh, but uh, I'm I'm kind of like over the whole. I think trying to figure out who should I bet, who's who's the better team, who's. I think I think you just got to play the letdown or bounce back kind of spots like that. And this is a this has got to be a classic letdown for Washington after that win on Monday night. Was that Monday night? Yep. Monday night football, short week, biggest win of the year, biggest win in two or three years. The undefeated, you took down your undefeated division rival. Got to be a big letdown spot. I got to lock in Houston at plus three. I know they suck. I know they're saying it, and it hurts me to have to 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 take a team like that. But I got, I need to start. The other stuff isn't working. Like just trying to figure <laughs> out the the numbers, you know, and crunch the numbers. Is this this team good? This team bad? Let's just play the the bounce back letdown kind of spots. And this is a classic letdown. So let's take the field goal plus a hook and take Houston at home. Lock it in. Bet. Lock it in. Hey, I'm going to make you feel better. I'm also on Houston in this spot here. You know, a lot of the reasons you mentioned, I th- Houston remains competitive. I, we've said that all season long. They're giving Damian Pierce the ball. They're kind of minimizing what Davis Mills has to do. And this is not a, a Washington team that's going to go in and score a ton of points. So they're not going to be in comeback mode, most likely. It should be a close competitive game here. And I think they can get the run going with Pierce here. So. I like Houston as well uh, with the points. Like you said, it's ugly taking a one and eight team uh, with, with the points here, but three and a half, uh, I'm feeling pretty good about the Texans. So, Chop, I'm with you. No, no, do you want to join the party here on Houston or are you on the Washington side? Yeah, I mean, this was going to be one of my final, you know, maybe bet as lock, maybe not. So, might as well go three for three and lock in Houston. If we're getting the three and a half, uh, I like that quite a bit. But Uh, A couple of other notes. So they were going through Taylor Heineke's story of how he got to this point uh, on the broadcast on Monday night. Just incredible. I mean, this guy's been cut by a bunch of teams. He was a backup in the XFL, wasn't even a starter. Uh, And then somehow works his way. And now uh, it's an awesome story. So he's an easy guy to root for. He seems to fire up his teammates like you guys were mentioning. And then what did you guys think of the roughing the passer call that ended that game on Monday night? Obviously, it's a penalty by rule. But it's hard to end a game like that. It just doesn't feel right. I don't know. I didn't like it. I mean, the, the guys coming in full speed, you're expecting these guys to stop on a dime, you know, and I know they're world-class athletes, but it looked to me like he was trying to slow up. He didn't come in and, and destroy the guy. Heineke kind of sold it a little bit, which you give him credit, but I'm with you. Yes, by the, by the lay of the land, it's a penalty, and some people, that's it. There's no gray area to me. 
Is that how we want an NFL game to end, especially in prime time? Uh, probably not. So, no for me. Chop, any thoughts on that? I mean, you don't want the game to end on a penalty like that, but it was. I thought it was a good call. Like, as a quarterback, I went back and rewatched it in slow motion, and he was on his knee. Uh, that linebacker had a clear vision of him on his knee, and if you listen to the thing later on, he said, well, uh, I thought he might get back up and run the ball. Come on, man. Like, no, <laughs> so you knew what you were doing. You get It's a quarterback. If it's a wide receiver out there, I get it. And it's a bang, bang thing like that. But yeah, I thought it was a fine call, man. It's a, it was just know, a weird, weird way to nail. Like he was like going backwards. In the he pocket. just gave himself up. But yeah. and then you look, though, think, there yeah. was a good, he had a good, two or three yards there, the defender had a good two or three yards to kind of like, if he's on his knee, just come in. I guarantee you, if you go in and you touch him on his shoulder, <laughs> yeah, they, they don't throw a flag. You, yeah, you can't come in and actually try to tackle him when he's on his knee. He's on his knee and you try to tackle. That should have been the, your first giveaway. The guy's on his knee. I have to lower myself. Like I have to torpedo down here to tackle you. That should be a, a giveaway right there. Maybe I shouldn't be doing it, but I thought the guy, you don't want to end it like that, but I thought it was a fine call. I mean, it is what it is. And if you're a Philly fan, don't put yourself in that position where the game's even that close. You don't like that call. And why are you letting Washington uh, even be in that game? So a lot of ways that that you can go with that one. It is what it is. It's in the books. Washington gets that W. All right, let's move on. Jets, Patriots up next. Uh, Jets sitting at a surprising six and three. New England five and four. Big game here. Uh, in the AFC East, a lot of line movement on this one, guys. Open up New England, five and a half point favorite. Let's come all the way down to three here uh, for us at BetMGM, 38 and a half. So another very, very low total here, Chop. So are the Jets for real? I mean, that, that that's the question here. We just talked about, I think Miami is definitely legit. We know Buffalo's uh, phenomenal. The Jets, the Giants, I still think are going to be answering these questions uh, throughout the season. So a tough test here going into New England, coming off a bye. That line movement, a uh, little little questionable here, Chops. So Jets, Patriots, what are we doing? Yeah, I would say uh, – I, should I lock it in or not? Hmm. It's kind of early to be logging in my third pick, but I'll just say I lean the Jets then. I lean the Jets. I think the Jets are for – like they were really for real with Brees Hall. All right, you took that away. That hurts. But what they're really built on here is the defense. The defense is good. They made some great draft picks, including a guy who's just going to absolutely take away an entire section of the field with Sauce Gardner. So the defense is for real. Patriots, I still don't – like, what are the Patriots going to do? Ramondre is your best weapon. I don't believe in Mac Jones. They don't really have the receivers to do anything. So I'm going to lean the Jets. I'm not going to lock them in. But I definitely think the Jets are for real, and I would definitely lean them with a very heavy lean at three and a hook. Yeah, if you can get to three and a half, I mean, I, I'm I'm with you. I think the line movement at first doesn't make sense, but the Jets, I, I think, are better than people realize, especially defensively. And, and what is New England rolling out there, like you mentioned? Unless you're handed to Ramondre 25 times, do you trust Mac Jones? Do you trust Bailey Zappi, anyone else in this offense? So it worries me a little bit. New England coming off the bye. Uh, Noto thoughts on this one. I'm staying away from this game uh, with the line movement, with the bye week. But uh, are the Jets for real here? Can they go into New England and get this done? Well, the last time I checked, Zach Wilson was still their quarterback. So I am locking in the Patriots. Look, I love the Jets defense, love everything they've done so far this season. But they're relying on a lot of turnovers. You got to go into New England. 
off the bye week. You know, Mac Jones, the only thing he does well is manage games. Um, doesn't commit a bunch of turnovers other than that first game back from injury against the Bears. So, um, yeah, I like I like the Patriots here. And the fact that I'm getting a better number than I was originally expecting uh, is good enough for me. But I've been betting against the Jets a lot, so don't take my word for it. <laughs> I think a lot of people have. So don't feel bad on that again. I think there's a lot of questions with that team. We'll see. If they answer them, let's get to the other New York team in action at home. The Giants hosting uh, the Detroit Lions coming off a big win uh, last week and should have known better. It was on the Bears. The whole world was on the Bears. and They had uh, it, man. We, we know better. Yeah, they did have it. They, they should have put that away. But Justin Fields, uh, we'll, we'll get to him momentarily. But kudos to the Lions. Back-to-back wins now, uh, three and six. And uh, I wouldn't say they're back in the mix, but uh, much better than one and eight. So. Uh, open Giants four and a half. That's come down to Giants minus three here in this spot. Total uh, at 46. So, Derek, we'll stay with you. Can the Lions keep it rolling? And uh, Giants for seven and two to only be three-point home favorites here. A uh, little, little questionable here. What do you think of the spread? Yeah, I mean, I always worry about Jared Goff on the road outdoors in the cold. But uh, the Giants, they just haven't been putting teams away. I mean, they've been winning a lot of close games. Uh, even last week, you know, against the Texans, they didn't really run away with that game. So uh, if you're giving me the three, I think the field, or the game's going to be decided by a field goal. Uh, I would lean toward Detroit, but uh, definitely not going to be locking that in. I lean Detroit here as well. I'm not locking in as a best bet. I'm trying to debate, is this is this reacting to the last two weeks, Chop? Is it... Uh, the Giants, uh, who Noto mentioned, they're, they're not killing anybody. They, they barely score any points here. So uh, the Lions offense should be able to find success against this defense. Uh, what do you got here? Lions, Giants, a small three-point spread here. Small spread. Tough game to figure out here. I'll say this much. If, if you're telling me there's three to six feet around uh, Buffalo in snow, then New York's got to be kind of that threat to get some of that also, some of it, any any kind of weather that is going to take away from the passing game, while you while you would think that favors uh, you know uh, uh, the Giants because the Giants don't pass that much. I actually think if we have to go to a running game here, I think that favors Detroit. Okay. I I, w- I want some more Swift. Please God, give give Swift some more carries, man. If he's healthy enough to be playing, let's playing for real. You know, if he's not, then let's sit him for even longer and let him get healthy, man. But, uh, yeah, I want that Detroit running game in, in some uh, subpar weather. So I would lean Detroit. Yeah, I don't get why they don't rest him. If, like, if you're not going to use him, you want it, You can still use Jamal Williams, but uh, why give the guy, you know, 10 snaps? What, what's the point? You know, the old, the old decoy. No, no one's worried about a decoy when you're the Detroit freaking Lions. So uh, I'm with you. We'll, we'll see what they do there. But the uh, guy is so talented to, to see him kind of wasted right now. Uh, really sucks. So we'll see what happens with him. Next game, the Rams and the Saints. Uh, news with the Rams this week. Obviously, Cooper Cup going on IR. Uh, not looking good here for the Rams, sitting at three and six. This one opened up. Uh, New Orleans minus one chop. That's gone all the way up to minus four, uh, four and a half in some spots. I'm seeing a, a six and a half uh, at a book here. Total at 38 and a half. I have a best bet coming up for this one chop. And I'm going to toss it to you here. The the slumping Rams, are the Saints, is it Dalton? Is it Winston? We don't know yet. Uh, what do we got here, Rams and Saints? Well, maybe our maybe our best bets collide here, but uh, I've got I've got to go Saints here. I wish I would have got this number earlier in the week. Yep. 
But uh, four and a half, I'm still fine with that because, you know, first of all, this is a this is one of the most severe Super Bowl hangovers I've ever seen from this Rams team because this isn't that different than this team last year that rolled and they're getting smacked around this year. But uh, it's not just the Cooper Cup thing. That's a big in, that's a big injury. But they, I think they're also down a couple more linemen now, too. Man, they're in trouble. Saints, who I haven't even generated as good of a pass rush this year as they have in years past, should still be able to get get home to Stafford or whoever's quarterback. And when he does get it off, who's he going to throw to now? He doesn't have that safety valve. They're in trouble. Give me this. Lock me in the Saints. Best bet. Chop, I'm insulted that you thought our bets were going to collide here. <laughs> I know. Who knows? That you, that you thought I was going <laughs> to pick the Rams as a best bet. Chop, come on. Give me the Saints, baby. I, I love this. This is probably my favorite bet. Like like you said, I, I wish we could have got it, you know, at that one or under a field goal. But to be honest, I think this is one of those no no, and I know we love to talk about this, that I'm gonna look for the the advanced lines, the, the double digits. I don't know how the Rams are gonna score points. They they have no offensive line, they can't run the ball. Whether it's Stafford, Wolford, I don't care. Allen Robinson is now your best receiver and Van Jefferson, the Tyler Higby. I mean, what, what, how are they going to generate any offense here? As bad as the Saints have been, they still have Alvin Kamara. They still have Chris Olave. They're getting some guys back defensively. I think this is going to be a blowout. So I'd love the Saints in this spot. Give, give me New Orleans. Best bet, Noto. What do you got? Well, it's time for Allen Robinson to make make up for that big contract he signed in the offseason. Not um, happening. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you guys. I'm not going to lock it in because I've lost too much money betting on the Saints this season. But – I certainly get everything you're saying, and that would definitely be my my lean as well. All right, let's move on. Next game, we have the last game uh, in the early window. Uh, Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears taking on the Atlanta Falcons. My Atlanta Falcons here, uh, both teams kind of struggling three and seven, four and six. Uh, opened up at Falcons minus four and a half. That's come down to three. The total in this one uh, sitting at 50. So I've taken a few weeks off from the Falcons, Derek. I'm going to continue to stay on the sidelines here. I don't have a strong read on this game. Fields has been great. The offense has been incredible. Uh, Atlanta, we know, wants to establish the run uh, over and over and over again. Big total game here. Spread moving towards Chicago. I'm backing off of this one. Noto, what do you got here? Bears, Falcons. Yeah, I'm backing off as well. Uh, my lean is toward the over, which is weird for two teams, two of the most heavy run teams in the NFL, but neither one of these defenses can stop anybody. Can't wait to see Justin Fields indoors. Um, the, the field in Chicago is pretty bad, and he's just been awesome there. So can't wait to see what he can do against this defense. I'll definitely be using him in DFS. And then the Falcons side, they're going to have a bunch of success as well. So I will take the over, but, uh, yeah, it feels like one of those games that either team can win this one. Maybe I'm wrong here, Chop, and you may not even know this answer, but is Justin Fields from Georgia? I, I want to say yes. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong there, but I'll have to look that up. But potentially a homecoming game, like Noto said, on the turf. Uh, this guy's been incredible. I mean, kind of the, the new Lamar Jackson, j- just getting it done on the ground each and every week here. Uh, but that spread moving towards the Bears. Chop, you with Chicago and Justin Fields taking a home team here. Yeah, he originally uh, went to the University of Georgia, and then Georgia made the decision to uh, go go with another quarterback, a guy who's not even he's like a, was a Giants backup for a couple years, and he got bounced. But then that's when Fields transferred to Ohio oh, yeah. State. What was that guy's name? Who was that other quarterback? Man, just a pocket white pack, yes. pocket passer. Yes. Just I forget what his name was, but I'll yeah. So it. you're right. This could be. This he is, is like, from Georgia as well. 
Yeah, this Kennesaw, is a little homecoming Georgia. for him. So, I mean, there'll be a there'll be a time. It might take to the off season. There'll be a time when they figure figure it out and you know making pass a little bit more. That's what you know defensive coordinators do. But in season, it's tough to do it. It's tough to figure it all out in season when you've only got a couple practice days to do it in between games. So I expect it. the only question we got at is, is Chalk Fields going to bury us again in DFS? Because I swear to you, man, he's been the highest on quarterback the last couple of weeks. And he is, and he's been the highest scoring, highest owned and the highest scoring guy. You know so what? you guys don't like 45 fantasy points a week? Why are you fading this guy? I, I'm I'm not, but I I want to know I want to look up his prices right now. I know we don't talk a ton Man. of DFS on this show, a ton He's, of DFS content here at Roto Grinders, but uh, I have yet to jump in on the salaries. Have you guys seen it yet? I, I saw him at 7,500 on DraftKings. I think it was yeah. so they they bumped him up a G. I mean, it's 7,600. He's still below Josh Allen at 85, Lamar at 84, and Hurts at 82. Yeah, so I'm going to abstain from the game and just kind of. Figure something out for DFS with this one. I don't know who's going to win this thing. And your your Georgia white pocket passer, Jake Fromm. That's him, Frommy. Jake Fromm State Farm. He was so we bad talked too. About on this show, he was terrible. He was pretty bad. Jake Is he Fromm. on the Giants for a while? He's yes, he's he was Buffalo. I want to say he's been the backup on a few different teams here. So, uh, yeah, that that. What do you think his ownership's going to be this week? Oh, uh, you, you don't mind rolling them out there again? I mean, what? Okay, and I know so quarterback. It, we don't worry about ownership as much. You know, well, if the guy gets to twenty. That's extensive. You're 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 not supposed to. But the thing is, the guy did get over over twenty last week, so he's on the he's on the climb. So you might have a quarterback at twenty five plus percent this week. That's that's not that's a tough thing to like just eat all that chalk right there. You just but he's a different cat with the running ability. The only difference this week we have Josh Allen, Lamar, and Hurts all on the main slate. Um, you know, last week Allen was dealing with injury, so nobody wanted to play him. And then you know Jackson and Hurts weren't on the main slate, so I do think he'll be popular, but um, maybe not thirty percent again. Over on Fanduel, he is eighty-seven hundred, third highest. You got Allen and Hurts ahead of him. Uh, Lamar is eighty-four hundred, so a little bit cheaper. So. And you're probably right. Those premium names uh, may uh, water it down a, a little bit. But hard to argue with, with the production, like you said, Noto. You, I mean, like 40, 45, 50 fantasy points a week. Just never seen chalk like this. We've all been playing a long time, and we've certainly had during the seasons, you know, different weeks here and there. And it's going to hit. But to hit every single week like this, it's just crazy. I don't know how this can keep going, but uh, here we are. Continues to hit. All right, next game. I'll open up the late window here. Looks like we have what do we got in the late window? Two, th three game late window. We'll start with the Raiders and the Broncos. Probably the two biggest disappointments. We talked about the Jets and the Giants uh, being surprises. I mean, this was supposed to be the division. Everybody was going to hit their overs, and uh, they're all going to be in contention for the playoffs. And it's just not happening here. Vegas two and seven. Denver three and six. Open Denver minus two and a half. That has stayed steady. Uh, total at 41 and a half. So, chop. Uh, Devontae Adams, uh, not happy. Russell Wilson, been a big disappointment on the others. I mean, this is just the disappointment bowl. We, we got it. I guess we don't have to pick somebody, but I'm, I'm going to take a stand here, make a best bet, but I'm going to toss it to you, chop. Raiders, Broncos, maybe the worst game on the schedule. Who do you got? Maybe it'll be the best game on the schedule. We don't know. Yeah, I guess. You you know, know. But I would say 
Like this has the Raiders have the kind of that feel of the Green Bay that I talked about. You've hit rock bottom, got to go up from here. Like that was pretty bad last week, but yeah, I still can't take them. I'm, I'm just I would throw a lean on Denver, just because I think there's more potential for Denver to actually. I mean, you just they're three and six. There is a chance if Russell plays well, if he starts to like he actually showed signs of being better last game. If he gets better, they're still in playoff contention. Raiders are not even – they're so far from – you know, they're in disarray over there, that whole organization. They just gave uh, all that draft equity and all that money to a 30-plus-year-old wide receiver, and so and they're 2-7, and seven, so they're in big trouble. But Denver can kind of bounce back here. So it's under a field goal. I would lean Denver, but no, no, nothing heavy, though. I'm locking in Denver. I, I I hate to put money on Russell Wilson, but if you can't get it done in this matchup, Noto, I don't know how you're going to get it done. I mean, Denver third most fantasy points allowed to the or Vegas third most fantasy points allowed to the quarterback position. I know it's been bad. To me, Vegas has been worse. Uh, I, I trust Denver's defense at least. If that's the calling card, and you're at home, you can slow this team down enough. Maybe you only need to score 13 points, 17 points to win this game. So to me, it's less about Russell Wilson, it's more about Denver's defense is probably the best unit in this game. I think they slow the Raiders down enough and potentially win an ugly game. If it's under three, I'll take it. If it's three, man, I'm thinking a little bit about it. But two and a half, I'm locking Denver in. What do you got, Noto? Uh, I hate both these teams. No chance I'm putting my money on either team. Uh, but the man with the best haircut in football, Mark Davis, uh, he says <laughs> Josh McDaniels is doing a great job, he says. Um, he's bringing it back next year. I know we gave him a ton of money in the offseason, but, man, it's ugly for uh, for Las Vegas right now. It's ugly for Denver. Uh, both of them got to be regretting their offseason decisions at this point. So I want no part of the game. Um, I would lean the under because I, I want to root against both of these teams. Yeah, I mean, it, how many mistakes can this Vegas team make? I mean, from Gruden and Mayock to, to McDaniel. I mean, Are they still paying Gruden? They got to be. I don't know if they got out of that. There may have been something with that, but pretty sure it was like a 10-year deal uh, for <laughs> Gruden. So just unbelievable. So, yeah, this game's terrible. Chop's probably right. That Carolina-Atlanta game was the worst game on the schedule a few weeks ago, and that turned out to be a game you had to have. So. Ugly, ugly, ugly. Give me Denver here as my fourth best bet. Uh, next game, a Chops Cowboys back in action here against the Minnesota Vikings. And, and guys, this may be the, the shocking line of the week here. Dallas favored in this game. Uh, open at two and a half. It's come down a little bit to one and a half here. Total at 47 and a half. So, Derek, we'll stay with you. I'm locking in my bet, last best bet here uh, on this game. But uh, two of the better teams uh, in the NFC, Minnesota, like you mentioned, definitely a horseshoe. Yeah, there ain't one. Uh, I'm going to give them credit. You go into Buffalo, you get it done. But I saw a, a stat of eight and one teams going back over the last however many years, and their point differential is way down there at the bottom. Like, they're they're barely winning these games. You know, point differential was so low on them. Eventually, that comes back to bite you here. So Cowboys and Vikings with the Cowboys as road favorites. Noto, what do you got? Yeah, this game, the spread and the fact that most people are putting their money on the Cowboys shows that the public's getting a lot smarter. Um, there's a lot more information out there. Everyone's seeing that the Vikings have won a lot of these close games. They've had a lot of uh, generous uh, you know, turnovers and plays go their way. 
Um, so it's interesting. You know, I was I was expecting the Vikings to be favored and I was expecting more of the money to be on the Vikings, given their record. But that's just not the case. But uh, yeah, I like Dallas. I mean, they're just a better team. I worry that uh, Minnesota is going to you know, keep having that good luck. We've seen that with a couple of teams. I think the Raiders last year had a huge you know, negative point differential. They kept winning games. But yeah, I got to go with the better team. And I think that's Dallas. I'm with you 100% here. I'm on the Cowboys. I think this will become the public bet. You know, most people looking at this, how could Minnesota possibly be underdogs? They're 8-1. Dallas couldn't even beat the lowly Green Bay Packers. How are they going to go to Minnesota and win? I mean, these are all the questions that, that Joe Blow in the sports book uh, is going to be asking everybody. How the hell could we possibly take Dallas? I'm locking them in as a best bet here. Uh, the bets are, are about split, though. No, you, you mentioned some of the splits here. The money with Dallas, with the betting, I could see that going to, to 65 70% Minnesota with the money being on the side it should be, and that's Dallas. So uh, best bet for me, I'm going with the Cowboys chop. Your boys bounce back. Uh, obviously a tough game here on the road against a good Vikings team. Uh, what are you doing here, Cowboys-Vikings? You got to lock in the Cowboys here, best bet. It's not. It's a no-brainer for me. If, even if I knew nothing, even if I had no – a knowledge or rooting interest for the Cowboys or anything like that. You got one team that's their biggest victory of the year in the game of the year. We talked about, you know, bounce backs and that kind of thing. And what goes up must come down. There's no way Minnesota can maintain that level of, you know, excitement throughout this game after what happened last week. So they got to come down a little Dallas head. I don't even think it's debatable. That was probably the worst loss of the year. They were oh, yeah. because they they expected to win that game, and so they're you know near the bottom of where they they should be. So those two things got it. One's got to come down. One's got to go up. It, it matches up well for the Cowboys here. Uh, and, and by the way, I don't I don't know the numbers. I didn't look up the numbers, but something tells me uh, Dak Prescott the game in Green Bay last week. I, I don't. I want to say that he's probably not very much of a outdoors, cooler weather guy. Being from Mississippi and all that, I don't know. I don't have the numbers to back that up. I'd have to look it up. But being getting back into a dome environment is probably better for him. I don't think he's had a lot of success like in that kind of weather. And it wasn't even bad weather. It's just, hey, listen, I'm from Texas. Where it's 40 degrees outside right now, and I don't want to walk the dog. And guy, a guy from Michigan is going to tell me. That's you know I'm barbe- rocking the shorts and that's barbecue like weather. That. We're barbecuing. We're golfing. We're barbecuing. It's different, it's different we're strokes for different folks. So Dax from Mississippi, if if you know, forty degree weather in Lambeau isn't his style and he doesn't play well, that's just the way it is. But we're in a back in the dome now, so I, I think he plays better and lock me in the Cowboys. All right, two of us on Dallas. Uh, that's my last one. Chop. You still have one bowl left by my count. No, no, you still got two remaining unless I miss something. All right, next game. Cincinnati and Pittsburgh last game in that afternoon window. Uh, this one opened Cincy minus five and a half. That's come down to four and a half uh, total at 41 here, Chop. So uh, divisional game, uh, no Jamar Chase. So once again for Cincinnati, uh, TJ Watt uh, back for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, I, I expect an ugly one here. I don't have any best bets left, but I lean Pittsburgh here. I lean the under. Chop, are you with me? Going against me to Cincinnati. Bounce back. What do you got here, Bengals, Steelers? You know, I'd be much more apt to uh, take Cincinnati here if Jamar Chase wasn't uh, out of this game. So I think that really hurts their offense. And so I, I really kind of – I'm kind of neutral on it. So 
I don't really have a best bet. And that 40 and a half is so low. I don't know if I could go under, but I certainly wouldn't go over. So it's just a tough game for me. I'm, I'm staying away from it. All right, no, no. Steelers unders. Just leans for me here in this one. Chop staying away. What do you got? Bengals, Steelers. Yeah, I like the Bengals this season, but I love the Steelers in this spot. Um, got TJ Watt back on defense last week. Uh, Kenny Pickett after the bye week looked pretty good. Um, he's got some weapons to use. They're using Jalen Warren a lot more as well. So, yeah, I'm locking in the Steelers plus four at home. All right, fourth best bet for Noto Pittsburgh. Let's move to Sunday night football. We have the Chiefs and the Chargers open up Kansas City minus five and a half. That's gone to six and a half total at 50 in this one, Derek. So uh, Chargers, I don't know that they're going to get Keenan Allen back. So we're going to be devoid of, of wide receivers once again here. Uh, we know the story here with the Chiefs. Uh, interesting part. Isaiah Pacheco kind of taking over that backfield. Andy Reid says, well, we didn't mean to not play CEH. I think he played about four snaps. So uh, it's still a, a three-headed monster there. Somewhat McKinnon still mixing in here. But uh, Chiefs on a roll here, Derek. Uh, Chargers could use a win here back in the home team, or you roll with the Chiefs. And isn't it weird that Kadarius Tony hasn't gotten hurt yet? That's, that's, yeah, <laughs> I mean, magically healed, too. I mean, the guy couldn't get on the field. He gets traded. Boom, I'm, I'm suddenly healthy. Although he caught that touchdown and was like jumping on one foot. I thought he hurt his hamstring on, and he just kept going with the jump on one foot. And I guess it was just a, just a show, but uh, yeah, look, the Chargers always played the chiefs really close. They should have beat him in Arrowhead earlier this season, but man, the defensive line dealing with a bunch of injuries, offensive line dealing with a bunch of injuries. You mentioned the receivers dealing with a bunch of injuries. I'll take the chargers, but uh, there's just so, so many question marks, man. Yeah, I lean the Chargers here as well. It feels feels like too many points, and some would argue it's under a touchdown. It's probably not enough points, but I still think they'll stay competitive. Like you mentioned, good history here. It's a team that knows the Chiefs well. I think they can win this game even without some of the receivers. I definitely think they can keep this game close, and the, the Chiefs really haven't blown anybody out either. It's, it's not that high-powered Tyreek Hill. They're scoring 50 a game offense. They're still putting points on the board. Still very potent, but, you know, they have questions as well. You know, Juju, that, that hit was just nasty if you didn't see that one. And he, he got knocked the you-know-what out. So uh, is Juju healthy? You know, the, some of the injuries on that side of the ball. So, Chop, close game here. Chiefs roll, or you like the Chargers with the points at home? Uh, I mean, I like the Chargers. Don't know if it's the best bet, though. I'm trying to think here. Yeah, I, li- I like the Chargers just because, you know, uh, Herbert not going to have his receivers, but he's kind of gotten used to that by now. It's been a few weeks since he's had Williams or Allen, and whereas Mahomes is going to have to deal with no Ju- – there's no way Juju plays this week. Yes. He just can't. He he couldn't even – he was knocked out cold. I just don't think they can let him do that. So he's going to have to figure out, well, how, how can I adjust with no Juju? And, you know, his receivers were already kind of – a yeah, a mess anyway. So I think it favors the Chargers here a little bit. Uh, it's a divisional game. That's a big. That's a big number for a road for a road favorite. So I would lean Chargers, but I can't lock them in. So I'd circle back. You could put me in for Green Bay. Lock me in Green Bay as my fifth and final because no way I'm touching that Monday night game as a best. I was bet. gonna say, man, yeah. you roll with the Cardinals as your last one here. That'd be pretty bold. So. Monday Night Football, San Francisco and Arizona. Big uh, line movement here. San Francisco open five and a half. 
Uh, that has ballooned to eight here, uh, eight and a half at some books on this one, total at 43 and a half. So Chop will stay with you here. Uh, the, the I want to ask you about the, this Christian McCaffrey thing. And, I, you know, they come out and, you know, Elijah Mitchell's back and they want a 50-50 split here. I kind of agree with it. I know fantasy people are going to be upset. We want McCaffrey to be this workhorse. But if I'm San Francisco, I got my eyes on the prize. I, I think we can win the NFC. I think we can win the Super Bowl. But we need to keep this guy healthy. Why not work Elijah Mitchell in, who was our starter not too long ago? So a lot of gripe out there in the fantasy community. You trade for Christian McCaffrey, you're not going to give him 30-plus touches. I think Carolina always wanted to dial him back. They just didn't have a guy to, to take some of that work away. Chop, do you agree with this split? Any thoughts on that? And then get into the game, Niners-Cardinals. So two things about this game. Number one, what you just said, Frisco, 100%. I'm down with that, man. You know, don't wear McCaffrey. This is the best team in the NFC if Absolutely. they can stay healthy. So don't wear him down. Save his butt for the playoffs. Or if you have a must-win game later in the year, which I don't think you will, I think you'll get into the playoffs pretty easily. Save him because you're going to need him. You want him healthy. If you if he's healthy and Debo's healthy and Kittle's healthy, you can win the Super Bowl. So save him. I, I'm down with that. I like that strategy. Second thing is I don't know if Kyler Murray's going to play this week. So he kind of makes this – kind of throws it up in the air. But uh, the Cardinals have yet to ha have their bye week. So eventually they're going to get their bye week. And when they do, theoretically, they could have a healthy Kyler Murray, a healthy DeAndre Hopkins – and a healthy Marquise Brown and Rondell Moore. I think they can make a run for the playoffs as bad as they've been this year. They're still only four and six. I think they still got a shot. If they can get their bye week, get healthy, get all those guys on the field, they're going to be a force on offense. James Conner looked great last week. They needed that. So good that they cut Eno Benjamin, everybody's oh, that favorite. That was a shocker. It was, but, you know, that tells you something right there that, uh, yeah, Conner's got a little bit of juice left in him. So this offense can be really good if they can get to their bye week and get healthy. I, but I can't touch any of these teams this week, but I think it's a very interesting game. Yeah, I'm with you in the game. I, I'm not going to do I don't have any best bets anyway. I, I would lean San Francisco, just to, they're, they're the much better team. I agree that the problem is I think that bye week comes in week 14, I want to say, for this team. So can they keep their head above water enough? They did open the practice window for Hollywood Brown. Does that mean he comes back this week or not? Uh, we'll see. They did lose Zach Ertz uh, to an, an injury, so – you kind of gain one, lose one, and uh, I'd say that might be an I mean, that's by subtraction. Plus, yeah, I mean, Hurts <laughs> is what he is. I mean, I I, I get it, but uh, Hollywood, a big play guy. They right? actually have a. I want to say that is that the Trey? Did they have Trey McBride? Yes. Yes. But okay. He, he was on the field a lot, but did a lot of blocking, which makes he's sense a, with that line. He, he's, he's a rookie. He's a rookie tight ends. Yeah, rookie tight ends don't usually do well right away, but. He was really good so in college. Greg, so, uh, Greg Dolcich says, hold my beer. Dolcich, is, Dolcich was really good, too. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Like, like, you never know. Like, uh, the loss of Zach Ertz might end up helping them in the long run is what I, is all I was trying. Yeah, I mean, get McBride on the field, exactly. You're, you're right. The history is rookie tight ends don't come in and make an impact. And Dolcich, you're starting to see some of the struggles. Very rare for a guy. But, yeah, he he was on the field a lot, just didn't get a lot of targets. But it's it's not a Kyler offense either. So, Hollywood, a clear upgrade over Zach Ertz. That was not – Ooh, yeah. I mean, no doubt. This could be, so, that could be nasty when you think about that. Yeah. Hopkins, uh, Mar Marquise over here, and then Rondell in the slot. 
They could make some noise, man. Don't forget about the the Robbie Anderson acquisition that <laughs> been targeted this, like it's, one time so, in three Marquise weeks. Marquise is so important because it gets Anderson the hell off the field and <laughs> stops all those stupid penalties. How yeah, can I, a wide receiver be jumping, <laughs> jumping before know. the snap, man? It's, it's it's amazing. I think I'd rather play AJ Green at this point. I mean, he had he looked like vintage AJ Green on that catch in that the was corner a great of the catch. end zone, but. That was a great uh, catch. All right. Way too much time spent on the Cardinals here. No, no. Still need your thoughts on this game. Niners, Cardinals. Yeah. Did you guys catch the first uh, episode of the in-season hard knocks with you I guys? I have not yet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's good. Uh, <laughs> Kyler's a weird dude. Uh, <laughs> I, he's a weird dude. But Buda Baker, man, that guy's awesome. And uh, he was expected to miss two to three weeks with that high ankle sprain. Plays last week. Gets a big interception uh, in that game. He He's fun to watch. And he's a, he's a star on that show, too. So. Uh, yeah, Barry, you got to watch that. My lean would just be take the points at home in division, more than a touchdown. But uh, yeah, the Cardinals. This is going to be a fun, uh, fun, fun watch after they beat. Yeah, the, they, the Rams they last picked week. the right team somehow. You know, a team that was supposed to be good. They're not good. Uh, you know, struggling. The whole Kyler thing with the video games. I'm Kyler, sure they, Kyler sure comes get across some of that. Yeah, he comes across as a guy who got through high school like high school and college didn't have to worry a single bit about football because he was so gifted, just laid around and played video games, went out to practice in the games and did his thing. And that was it. And then he never stopped doing that. Even in the pros, like he comes across as a guy who just doesn't work at all for it. It's just everything. He's, everything he does is just natural. And he's not, he's not putting any more, any more work. That's just what he comes across as. I don't know though. Well, and then they pay them too. So you, you yeah. get all that money and guaranteed. And all uh, you know, where's that motivation to to be better? So who knows? But uh, right. no, no, anything else here? And then that that split in San Francisco. Your your thoughts on that, real quick? I think it makes a lot of sense to to keep him healthy. Fantasy players uh, would disagree. Yeah, love the split. Um, and that that makes it so we don't have to play McCaffrey at 10K every week too. We can uh, play him at a little cheaper price point, but. I was just going to say, uh, so my friends and I were talking about the first episode, and one, one of them said, Kyler looks like he's part of a Key and Pills uh, show. Like, every time they show him on camera, it just looks like he's, like, not supposed to be where he is. Or, I don't know, it's just uh, he's making weird faces. I don't know what it is. He's just an interesting guy. Yeah, he absolutely is. So I, that's on the list. I was actually going to watch that last night, so maybe I'll dial that up uh, tonight. It, it's like a week behind, right? So they're recapping the previous week? Yep. Okay. All right. I'll check that out for sure. Uh, no, no, unless I miss something, I have four best bets for you here. Yeah, give me the Cowboys. All right, Dallas. All right, so quick recap of the best bets. Noto's got Baltimore, Houston, New England, Pittsburgh, and Dallas. Chops roll with Green Bay. Baltimore, Houston, New Orleans, and Dallas. I am rolling with Green Bay, Houston, New Orleans, Denver, and Dallas. So a lot of... A lot of overlap. See here. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, two of us on Green Bay, two of you guys on Baltimore, all three of us on Houston, two of us on New Orleans, all three on Dallas. So maybe uh, make some parlays of those those all threes. Pretty good history there. And again, rock bottom last week. We were due to bounce back. Uh, the season long record still uh, looking pretty strong. So uh, that will do it here for week 11. We appreciate you guys as always for tuning in. Uh, to the show do us a favor if you enjoy the show click that thumbs up button on youtube leave a review wherever you're listening uh, on a podcast app we appreciate that uh, and head over to betmgm use promo code grinders for that risk-free bet up to one thousand dollars also check out scoresandodds.com uh, tons of great information there 
uh, the ability to pair, compare all these odds and, and look at different prices and premium picks as well from all three of us and a bunch of other people in all of the major sports. So uh, go and check it out, scoresandodds.com. Final thoughts, guys. Week 11, Noto, what do you got? Play Justin Fields in DFS. It's that easy. <laughs> Play him and print, says Noto. Another 40 ball incoming. Chop, final thoughts here. You're playing chalky Justin Fields once again. I'm a GPP guy, so I can't really commit to playing Justin. I'm not like Notorious running them cash games. I got, I got to think about that. But all, all I know is I have got to have a good week in DFS because it's the last week before Thanksgiving, and we we won't be having turkey this year if I can't have a good week this week. We'll, we'll be eating like yard oh, bird. Chop, tur- turkey is the cheapest bird. I'll be is. out there shooting pigeons down off the telephone wire. Oh, damn. Like I've, I've, we've got to bounce back here now. All right. Well, we'll have our annual uh, Thanksgiving spectacular. We will be back uh, next week on Wednesday. So we will get into uh, Thanksgiving games uh, as well as the, the normal week. So we'll cover everything. Uh, get you all set up uh, for your holiday uh, next week. But thank you again for listening. Best of luck here. In week 11 for Chop, for Noto, I am Beer. We are the DFS OGs. Thank you so much for listening. Best of luck with your bets and your DFS, and we'll catch you next week. Kick off the new pro football season with the king of sportsbooks. Sign up at BetMGM using bonus code GRINDERS, and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Must be 21 years or older to wager. 19 or older in Ontario. New customer offer only. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Call or text the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789 in Tennessee or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi and Ontario. If you have any questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Ohio, and Utah and other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York.